Hey friend, before we get into today's episode, I have a question for you. Actually, I have a couple. Do you long to let go of expectations, obligations, and distractions? Do you long to live with more peace, presence, and purpose? And do you wish you could do less and live more? Then I want to invite you to a new mini course called Do Less, Live More. It's going live in September, and then you'll be able to access it via replay. On it, I'll give you my five-step roadmap to get you on your way to doing less of what doesn't matter so you can live more of what does. But seats are limited, so make sure to go and get your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. In the course, you'll learn how to clarify your one thing to focus on that will make the biggest difference in your life. You'll learn to create space and break free from the distractions. And you'll learn to commit to creating a plan and taking action on the right things. Do you want to reach your destination and enjoy the journey? Then you don't want to miss out on this. Remember, we'll be live in September, and after that, replays will be available. So go get all the info and your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. Now let's get to today's episode. Hey friend, it's Lissa. I'm so glad you're tuning in to another episode of Repurposed After 40 where we help women like you to rethink your priorities to create a life that you love in this stage of life. So what's a girl to do when she feels stuck and doesn't have time to spend on what's most important to her? She repurposes what she's good at to create a life she loves. That's what we're going to rethink on this episode. But first, as one of my favorite listeners, I want to offer you a gift. It's a free life priorities audit. This eye-opening survey will help you take a close look at seven key areas of your life. We'll assess where you are right now and together create a plan to align your priorities today with what you truly want for your future. You can grab yours at lissafiggins.com forward slash audit or just click the link in the show notes. Now let's rethink what's most important to you. So today I'm really excited to share a new friend, actually not a new friend, I'll tell you our story in just a minute, but Michelle Zenisek is the owner of Run With It VA Services. And as a virtual assistant, she helps coaches to have more time in their day by managing their online marketing tasks. Could anybody use more time in their day, right? What I love is that Michelle is building a business around her life, right? We're all in this stage of life where we've got kids who are leaving the nest and her youngest just went off to college. And she also is caregiving to aging parents. So those sandwich years, a lot of times doing an online business gives flexibility around the things that are most important to us. And what I also love is that Michelle, in the midst of all that she does, is still making time to enjoy the outdoors and to enjoy um, time with family and friends, which are really key things to, you know, better being able to do what it is that we do. So here's the story. Michelle and I actually went to high school together. And what was really fun was that we met on LinkedIn just a few months ago. And when we met, you know, we didn't have that recollection right away because my name was my maiden name in the past. And so she wasn't recognizing it, but we, as soon as we made that connection, just, you know, flashed back to those years before. So Michelle, I want to thank you for being here today and catch us up to speed a little bit on your journey. Cause I'm pretty sure you didn't come out of Wheaton North high school saying I'm going to be a virtual assistant helping coaches. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your journey from how you got, you know, from that point to what you're doing today. Yes. Thank you, Lisa, for having me. Um, 
so um, I worked in um, the telecom industry for over 15 years. Um, I did some some uh, some other stuff before that, but really that's the telecom industry kind of shaped where I went. And that's um, where I really just um, always utilize my technical skills. Um, and especially as, you know, we have, as we evolve in this life, it's just everything's become more technical. And um, so um, over eight and a half years ago, I found myself downsized from a corporate job. I was 40 years old. I had never lost a job in my life. I had always left of my own terms. And here they had to cut head count and they cut me. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I mean, first I had, it, I had had this desire to be home with my kids yes. more. And so I really felt like this was probably, this was a blessing in disguise as difficult as it was. I knew in that moment, it was probably a blessing in disguise. And I had been familiar with the virtual assistant industry for several years prior to that, um, but just hadn't found a way to really get started. So here I found myself, well, gee, you know, now is my opportunity. I need to do this. So I jumped in uh, at first and, and, uh, and I've been doing it ever since. And I've just really... I really shaped my business around helping clients with the technical side of things because so many, you know, especially nowadays, uh, you know, that where people, we, especially since the pandemic and people are more and more people are online and not everybody has that technical aptitude. And it's not a bad thing. Um, it's just, that's where I see a lot of um, need And I just have this knack of being able to, you know, log into a system and figure it out. Um, I don't know why, but I, I have, you know, and with all the online software programs, all the different online software programs, it's, um, you know, it's just a need today because so many people are using so many different tools and um, it's just such a need that I, I really enjoy helping clients with. Wow. I love that. And one one of the things I love about your story was, you know, coming out of high school, you weren't, you know, launching your business. You were doing other things, doing, you know, what we were brought up thinking we need to do, right? You go to school, you go get a good job, you work for somebody else and you hope that you, you know, keep that job. And so to be downsized, I know a lot of people listening today can relate to that because especially in the past year and a half, you know, this has become much more normal for people to be, for people to be losing that. So, you know, so that's what we talk about in this repurposed podcast that you took some skills you had from that prior job, right. And you Mm -hmm. repurposed yourself and did something that, you know, that was around what you really were passionate about. Um, So I'm curious, number one, you said you talked about just jumping in. So you already had some technical abilities. You already had some, you know, a little bit of knowledge and kind of an interest in that, but you know, Tell us a little bit about like, what did that feel like? Like, was there fear going on? Was there doubt? Like, who am I to do this? Or could I do this? Was there just, you know, how am I going to make this work? You know, were you concerned about, you know, how am I going to replace an income with my own business? Like, maybe just kind of take us back there as to some of those thoughts, feelings that you had. Yes. I mean, there was definitely fear. Um, I had, you know, always worked in the corporate world. So working for myself was just something that was so foreign to me. Right. And, um, and I just, you know, 
as a person of faith, I, I just had, I just believed that this was what I was supposed to be doing. And, you know, fear not, I'm going to jump in and do it. And it was, you know, it took me probably about a year to really find my footing. You know, I was just kind of doing anything and everything, trying to figure out where I was going to focus my, um, focus my efforts, you know, as far as who I was going to target and what I was going to do for them. Um, so, you know, it's, it's certainly not an overnight thing. Um, and you know, because I, I, you know, had to kind of reinvent myself, you know, repurpose yourself, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it certainly was not like a fairy tale. It was, you know, it was real life. It was not easy. And, and it's even to this day, I wouldn't say this is easy. You know, it's as any business owner knows, it's not. Um, but when you're doing what you love, it's what gets you out of bed in the morning and keeps you going. And it's also not easy to go to work every day, not knowing if you have job security or not feeling valued for what you do have to offer or not feeling like, you know, like you mentioned having that desire to have more time with your kids. And now, you know, you're helping your parents in their stage of life. And I don't think those things are easy either. So I think sometimes we just have to pick our heart, right? Yes, it's going to be hard to do your own thing, but is that hard better in the long run than, you know, the heart of doing something else? So, you know, it's, 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 it would be interesting. I mean, we can't go back. You don't know what you would have done, but you know, like, do you think you would have, you would have eventually stepped out and done your own thing had you not lost your job? Or do you think this was really that like catapult moment for you? I think it was a catapult pivotal moment because as you said, I I realized at that time that there's no security anywhere. You could get another job, um, but that there's no security. If they, if they want to, if they need to cut you, they're going to cut you. And, you know, and, and I'm not trying to say that as, you know, corporate is bad and don't trust corporate and whatever. It's just, it's the point is, is even if, when you start a new job, you're taking a risk, sure. you're take it's a risk no matter what, because you risk you're, you're at the mercy of other people providing you work. Mm-hmm. And, and here I'm at the mercy of myself providing my, providing my work. Right. So, you know, I, you now, right. Exactly. I, you know, the, as I explain to people, you know, I have to, bring in the work, do the work, bring in the work, do the work. I don't, I don't show up and people hand me the work. So that's something, I mean, I have clients who do consistently, you know, send me work to do, which is great, but I have to consistently keep doing that as we all do as business owners. We have to keep that funnel going. We have to keep marketing, keep putting ourselves out there, keep, you know, finding ways to attract, um, attract the people we want to work with. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the fact that it was around that, that 40 mark for you too, you know, so here we were, we both came out of high school and went on to do, you know, other things. And then both of us around that 40 ish place kind of said, wait, is this really what I want to keep doing? And I think that this is a time in life when a lot of women start asking those questions because, we're kind of beyond the, I've accomplished these things and I've, you know, we're too, we're over the being busy and just doing things. And we're focusing more on the impact and our time and where we want to put our focus. So before we move on, you know, if someone's listening today and she is either in a position where she, you know, has been eliminated uh, from her work, like you were, or she's just feeling that tug inside of her about doing her own thing, what would you say to her? 
You know, I would say, you know, to obviously you have to make not just you don't want to just, you know, jump all in with no idea of what you're going to do. I think, you know, and especially if you've just been eliminated from your job, there's nothing wrong with job searching while you start something. Sure. That you're really feeling that tug. And then you'll as you do both, you'll find which way you probably should be going. And yeah. so if you find yourself in that position, I would, cause that's, I honestly, that's what I was doing at that time. I was still applying for jobs. Um, well, I was getting unemployment benefits, so you kind of had to, right, but right. I, so I was still applying for work while I was starting my virtual assistant business. Yes. And um, so there's nothing wrong with doing both as you figure it out, because it's not going to be something you're going to be able to determine overnight. Right. And you're not going to replace your income overnight, right? If you're going from a paycheck with that security, quote unquote, of a paycheck to now I'm doing my own thing. So it's, it is nice to have that transition, you know, period. And I love the fact that so much, I mean, you know, there are definitely downsides to technology, but because of technology, it's like you're able to do both because you can do a virtual business instead of a business that's, you know, a brick and mortar type thing where you have to be somewhere, you know, a certain time frame. It wouldn't allow you to work that alongside a job. So these virtual options, you know, really just open up a lot of opportunities to bridge that gap and to start making that transition. So, so let's talk a little bit about that because technology has changed a lot since we came out of high school. You know, I mean, I look at my daughter now who's a senior in high school and I'm like, you know, you have, I mean, the way she learns, the way they submit, you know, their assignments, the way they take their tests, the way she communicates with her friends, you know, I didn't have a cell phone to tell my parents I'm on my way home, you know, so technology has changed a lot. Um, How important, you know, is that for someone, you specifically are working with coaches. So like, as you're working with, you know, business owners and coaches and things like that, right? Like how important is that technology piece Um, and how can it sometimes be an obstacle for somebody who's doing, you know, some kind of a business virtually? So, um, you know, it's so important for especially coaches because a lot of coaches are online. They they get their clients online. Um, And if you want to be able to reach a wider audience, like, yes, you can you can network locally and get clients locally. But if you really want to reach a wider audience, you know, that being online is important and you have to have a way for people to find you. Mm-hmm. And, and so it is so important. And, and I think business owners or coaches specifically can get stuck because of, you know, not sure. First of all, they just have so many ideas and they're just not sure where to start. And secondly, then it's okay, uh, you know, maybe I'm just starting out and I don't have this, um, I, 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 I need to build this myself and I don't know how to use these systems. And, um, and that's where I come in, you know, where I can help with, you know, even if, so let's say they pick a system and they've been like, let's just use MailChimp as a, as an example. Um, a lot of people gravitate towards MailChimp because they have a free option. Um, right. And so when you start with it and then you're trying to figure it out, and then of course, when you're using the free option, you don't get support really from MailChimp. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're really leading yourself blindly trying to set this up. 
and, you know, set up an email or set up an opt-in. Um, and so it's, um, that's where I think they get stuck because then it's like, I can't spend any more time on this. I'm going to move on to something else. And then it's like, I need to get back to that, but I'm so overwhelmed by it because I can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. And so I can totally relate to that because we all have those areas in our lives, whether it's technology related or not, you know? Yes. So I'm, I was just reading this morning, find those things in your life that you can delegate to somebody else yeah. so that you can focus your time, on the things that only you can do, you know, nobody can do your pushups for you. So you got to do your pushups. Nobody can connect with your family for you. Nobody can, you know, uh, eat those healthy meals for you, but for some, a lot of things, especially when it comes to a business owner or a coach, there are people that can do that. And I will have to admit, I was the DIY girl for a really long time. I started my business again at 40, so almost nine years ago. And I just was the, I can figure this out. And so I did. And, you know, and it worked, it worked well. It wasn't that it was bad, but I kept getting to that point where I just felt stuck and I felt like I was just spinning my wheel. So it wasn't until I actually reached out, you know, to get some outside resources that I really felt like I started moving forward. Cause like you said, now I could focus my time on the things that only I could do, which was like the connecting and the teaching and the actual coaching and things like that, and not be bogged down with all the technical things uh, that are going on in the background. Is that oftentimes the experiences that your uh, clients have? Yes, absolutely. And, and I'll tell you, I experienced that myself, even though I can do a lot of this stuff myself, I find myself outsourcing a lot of what a lot of things for my business because mm-hmm. I have other things to spend my time on. Yeah. And I so it's, yeah. you know, it's not just coaches or, you know, any business owner that has to outsource, even me as a virtual assistant. I, I used to joke my early years of I'm a virtual assistant who needs a virtual assistant. I love that. I love that. Yes. Coaches need coaches, right? Exactly. Same, same exactly. Thing. It is the same thing. And so th- this is, it's just, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say, I need help and, and yeah. acknowledge it. And it's actually can be very freeing once you acknowledge it and say, you know what? I do need help. I can't do this myself. And that, and I'm going to give it, it to does. somebody else who can, so I can focus on what I do best. Yeah. And sometimes I think we don't even realize how much we need help until we actually get it. And then we're like, oh my goodness, why did I wait so long? Right. And it may not be in a business. It may be like with cleaning your house or it may be exactly. you know, your, your taxes or, you know, and I heard a quote and my, my listeners are, are, they laugh because I literally share this quote in almost every episode because it fits in almost every conversation. So I heard this quote this summer that said, never DIY your greatest priorities. You know, and I was like, yes, we asked for help with all those little things, getting our nails done, our hair done, our taxes done, maybe even our house cleaned or our kids watched. And then we think we can take on the world when it comes to our health or our business or, you know, or just, just how we're living our life. And you are living proof that, you know, we need other people. So I know one of the things that you mentioned earlier, as you work with, you know, people who have their own businesses, it could be coaches, but, you know, I'm thinking even just any entrepreneur or someone who's doing a business is finding their ideal client. You know, right mm-hmm. now there's a lot of noise out there in digital land, right? We're getting emails every day. We're getting texts. We're getting, um, you know, we have social media. We've got all this noise out there. So just, you know, what are a few things that you would share with somebody who either has a business already of some sort, or they're thinking about that, that maybe it would be a couple of practical tips to, you know, to really help to find those ideal clients and for their ideal clients to actually hear them, Yeah, you know, when they're hearing things. So I, you know, I work 
on creating a lot of content for clients, whether it's social media. Um, I, I don't necessarily write the content, but I take their content and formulate it into, you know, like social media posts. And I'll tell you the, um, the biggest thing is you want to make sure you are asking questions that hit your target audience's pain point. Mm. So like for me, you know, saying that, you know, are you struggling with not having enough time in your day? Mm. You know, something that's going to hit, you know, that's going to stop you in your tracks. Like, yes, that's me. And I need to hear what she has to say. Mm. So you just want to always make sure that your content is about the struggles that you help your target audience with and how, you know, so you ask that question and then you lead into, you know, this is what I can do, or this is how I do it. Or you give them just a small tip, you know, it doesn't even have to be a promotional. It can be, you know, are you struggling? You know, like sometimes I say, are you struggling to get a task done? Like let's, you know, all of us have tasks where you keep putting on the back burner because I just don't want to deal with it. And my biggest tip is I say, you know, and I can put this and I put this in a social media post is set a timer for 15 minutes and just get started on it. Mm -hmm. And you'll be amazed at how much you actually accomplish or even finish it within 15 minutes. We, we, a lot of times in our minds make things bigger than they are. And, and so that's, you know, so that's one thing that I do with my content, but that works for everyone. It's just, it's Mm -hmm. hitting those pain points that your target audience is experiencing and speaking to them about it and showing them how you help them solve it. Yes. Yes. I love that because number one, they need to know you're talking to them. So that's yeah. where your question is really going to say, like, almost like I'm in your head. Right. And I know what you're thinking. I know what you're struggling with. You know, I know that after 40 women, you know, and I specifically know that after 40 women, who's an entrepreneur and network marketer or a coach of some sort and what her struggles are. And so I think when, when they can see that you relate to that, and they're thinking, that's me. Like you said, I need to listen to what she has to say. Then um, you, you can go from there. So yeah, those are, those are fantastic. And, you know, sometimes I know, you know, people are watching our content and never commenting. And it, it's interesting to me that, you know, somebody will have watched things for a while before they actually ever respond to something or before they reach out or before they say, hey, that really has been helpful for me. You know, I had no idea. So I think being consistent with, with what you're sharing is a real key as well. Would you agree? Absolutely. I have a client who she emails her list regularly. And recently she's been talking about how um, people from that were on, started on her list in 2015 are now buying from her. So it's so important to build that list. It's so important to continue to nurture that list. And you nurture that list by emailing them regularly. Um, and I would say regularly is once a week. Um, so it's so important to do that. Yes. Yes. And to take it off social media. I think so many people think their business is social media and number one, we don't own it. I had, I had posts that were taken down yesterday because I was sharing about a new book that I was a, a book project I was a part of. And I'm thinking, how is that against your policy? I would think this would be something that you would want me to share. You yes. know, so I didn't know, I went, you know, so people weren't seeing my post because of that. And the algorithm only shows your stuff to a certain percentage of people. So I love the idea of using the email list because 
you know, people there have already raised their hand and said, yes, I like you. I like what you have to offer. And then you can build that relationship. So I know you have a tool that you share and that you want to share with my audience today to help them build that email list. Tell us a little bit about, you know, how we can you know, use this tool to get people from social media onto an email list where we can build that relationship. So I recently, um, I, so I, I did a presentation and I recorded it. Um, and it's on the five steps to creating a lead magnet. And a lead magnet, for those who don't know what it is, is it's a it's something you give in exchange for an email address. So it's something you're giving away for free in exchange for someone's email address. Um, and you you know that can be um, it could be what I did, which is a presentation, which is like 20 minutes long. It's not you know you're not going to sit there for over an hour, you know listening to me talk. Um, it can be a white paper. It can right. be, um, it could be even like a free consultation. Like, and you know, so if you're a coach and you offer a free, like 15 to 30 minute consultation and you get an email address to build your list with, and you're giving them a taste of what it's like to work with you. So you're giving something yes. of value and you're getting that email address in exchange and even though they may not be ready to buy in that moment, as you continue to nurture them, eventually they will. And that's, yeah. you know, that's the beauty of, of email lists and, and list building. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I love that because, you know, then, like you said, you're changing value, you know, you're giving them something of value and then you're continuing to give them value. And the more they see that value and the more you're able to get to know their needs. So one of the things I offer is a, a free priorities audit. And, you know, someone will go through a two-minute worksheet to evaluate where they are in seven key areas of their life. And then we get on the phone and talk for about 20 minutes to say, mm -hmm. okay, what did we learn from this? You know, where are you? Where do you want to be? And where do we need to put our focus? You know, and here's what they look like to work together. So I love that. It gives people that taste of it. And they may, like you said, may not be ready right in the moment, but they're experiencing that on a deeper level than just a post, you know, on, on social media. So, well, I know that you want to offer that uh, to our audience today. So I will make sure to put the link to that down in the comments. How can people who are listening today, whether they have a business already or they're thinking about it, they're thinking, wow, if I had someone like Michelle, maybe I could actually do this, <laughs> right? Like, where can they find you? Where's the best place, uh, whether it's a website or social media to, uh, to find you and follow you? So, um, so I'm on pretty much all the social media platforms. I'm on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. My handle is run with it, VA, um, and LinkedIn. I'm also on LinkedIn. You can find me as Michelle Zedasek. Um, and also I, I can also give you the link to my 30 minute, you know, free introductory, introductory call, uh, the link so that you know, you could, you can schedule that with me. Um, so anyone who's interested, you know, it's a free yeah, call. There's no sense. pressure. It's, you know, but I can, we can talk about what you're struggling with and how I can potentially help. Yes. And I think that's so key because again, having a conversation is so different than just reading a little bit, you know, somewhere. So yes, we'll put the link to that down in the comments. I will also drop the link to my free priorities audit is especially for women after 40 who are entrepreneurs, coaches, and network marketers, we've got a lot of balls we're juggling all day long. We can't just focus on business and neglect, you know, other areas of our life and vice versa. So I'm really passionate about the same as you, you know, like let's figure out how to do this well. 
and, um, you know, and be able to have a thriving life and a flourishing business as well. So we'll put that down in the comments. Thank you so much for sharing your time. It's so fun to reconnect. I was just thinking I was known as Missy, you know, back in high school. So that's why you totally didn't recognize me, you know, and the last thing had changed and things like that. So it's just fun how, you know, technology brings us closer together, even though we were together, you know, physically in one place at one time. So yeah. I, I love that. And I trust that, you know, someone who's listening today, this is encouraging them to step out and maybe try something uh, that's been a tug on their heart, or maybe even to, you know, to ask for help, you know, and to find someone like you who can help them to take things to the next level and give back a little bit more time right in their day. So I will make sure that all those links are down in the comments. And um, just, I always like to kind of off the cuff at the very end, just say, if you had one last thing to say to our listeners, right, that after 40 woman who's either already building a business or trying to, what would you say to her? I would say, just keep going. Don't give up. It's, you know, it's, um, I know it's cliche, but it really is true. Every day you might have a bad day and you might wonder, how am I going to continue doing this? But you get up the next day and you do it again and, and you're going to have some good days too. And, and that's, you know, that's, yeah. that's what we live for is the, is the good days. I love that. And what you, I heard you say earlier was when you're doing what you're passionate about, it gets you up out of bed in the morning, even on those hard right. days. Right. So that's right. Hold on to that ladies and keep, keep rethinking your priorities and keep, you know, building a life that you love that, you know, is going to give you the time and space to be the person that you're called to be. So thank you so much, Michelle. It's been so fun to reconnect and to get to share you with my audience. And if you're listening to this, please share this with someone, you know, whether she's in business already or not, you know, your friend or your coworker or someone on your team may need to hear this. And this may be an encouragement to them uh, to better do what they're doing. So please don't keep it to yourself. Thanks so much for listening today. It means the world to me that we could spend this time together. And I can't wait for you to join in the conversations afterwards in our new Facebook group, Women Repurposed After 40, where you can hang out with me, our fantastic podcast guests, and amazing women like you wanting to live repurposed too. Just click the link in the show notes while it's top of mind. And if you enjoyed this episode or think it would be helpful for other women in this stage of life, please leave a review at podchaser.com or right here on this platform. I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about today or what you'd like us to talk about in the future. So send questions, comments, or suggestions in a message to Lissa Figgins on any platform. And until next time, remember, keep rethinking your priorities to create a life you love.